0: Welcome to another episode of The Greatest Song You Have Never Heard. I guess it's The Greatest Song You Never Heard. There's no have in there. I'm Phil Anderson. Across from me is my good friend, Chris Cochran. Chris, hey. how's it going? I'm doing well, Phil. How are you doing? Doing great. Are you ready to put a bow on this year?
1: Uh, you know what? I'm, I don't know. I'm in that weird cat. I've learned something about myself this year. I love snowstorms <laughs> wow. and, and I love the anticipation of a snowstorm and I love the fact that a storm is happening and that cars are sliding off the road and bad things are happening. And so for me, 2020 has been challenging, but I've enjoyed it actually.
0: If you get in the mindset of enjoying the journey, mm-hmm. this is nothing. Yes. I have heard people say, I, I'm uncomfortable with the unknown. Mm. And I and I say, hmm, just like what you just did. Hmm. Uh, Every day is an unknown, isn't it?
1: It is. It is totally an unknown. It
0: doesn't matter if it's Rona or anything else. We don't know what's going to happen when we wake up that day. Right. We put our feet on the carpet and we go forward and we do what we do. But we have no idea what's going to happen.
1: It's so funny that you bring that up because I think it's apropos for this song we're going to hear today. Really? Good.
0: And we have no discussion beforehand because we go into this. I have no idea what you're going to play. That's true. And uh, I hope I hope it's a song I like so I don't offend you.
1: I do too because it is in of my top five favorite songs of all time. And in fact, oh, i got to write that down. I have a story to tell you. Remind me if I don't mention it. About me interacting with one of the artists who sings this song.
0: Okay. Should we just cut right into it?
1: Right, let's jump into it. Here's one of the greatest songs I guarantee you've never heard. Let's do it.
2: Like a blackbird that won't sing. Imagine.
1: Phil, feel first thoughts on uh, one of the greatest songs you've never heard. Well,
0: one of the first thoughts is
1: you pick long ass songs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, so uh, there are uh, one of the things about music that I like, and this is what I have told you before. I'm more musically into a song. I certainly like, did you just get an idea? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice. Remember, there are two ideas. <laughs> um, I, I like lyrics. I like good lyrics. <laughs> I'm sp- I'm
1: supposed to remind. I don't know every- if anybody else can hear that, by the way. But I, I don't either. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting text messages while we're talking. So, um,
0: I I thought maybe that was your reminder to remind you about your story with this um, artist. Yes, uh, I like the musicality of this song. This. His, all these pushed rhythms, these pushed beats, they, they come all the time. And I'm a huge fan of of pushing notes and, and beats. Mm. And um, I'm not good enough to necessarily say what that means, but it's like in a rhythm like this, and you'll go, you know, mm-hmm. you'll get that push in there. Mm-hmm. And I hear that a lot in this song, and I really like it. I, there was a lot of things that reminded me of Morrissey on this song.
1: Mm. Mm, I won't take offense to that.
0: I didn't think you would, and I'm pretty sure it's not Morrissey of the Smiths, but I hear Morrissey at the for sure at the beginning.
1: So uh, let me tell you a story to to set up this song before okay. I tell you what it is and who okay. it is. Uh, this band actually came out of Sacramento in the late 70s um, and started doing music that was very... Um, original actually back then and they were doing a lot of really interesting kind of new wave style music it's an and american band it is an american band
0: really it's and such a European um,
1: sound to it. and yeah and and so they came out of the sacramento in the in the 70s and early 80s they went through some band member changes um and then in around 1980 i want to say 1984 i'm trying to remember this off the top of my head so don't quote me on this but around 1984 85 ish um they ended up signing to a uh, record label called exit records Exit Records was purchased by Island Records. And this band was one of their up-and-coming bands that was going to be the next really big American band.
0: And that's the way record companies would make money by paying pittance, on the, yes. know, signing the contracts. Yes. And then they go big, and that's where the, the money starts yes. running uh, in.
1: The problem is, they were signed the same year as another band to Island Records, who you might have heard of called U2. I have heard of them. And they went on to record an album called The Joshua Tree. And the album, the label... Sonny
0: Sunny Bono was with U2. You. <laughs>
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah? Okay. Yes. That yeah, U two. Uh and and so they went on to sign this uh rec- this band called U Two. They focused all their efforts on U two, obviously with good reason. And this poor band got shafted and left out in the cold, uh and never actually came to fruition as one of the bands they could have been.
0: And there are a lot of those stories. Tons of those stories. I mean and it's they're sad. Yes. Uh but there are a lot of those stories. And look, you go with the low hanging fruit and you go with who's gonna get you the most money right yes unfortunately there are people that are, are bands and artists that are all on the side of the street just That's true ca- cast aside
1: and this is one of those bands that uh, if you are into this genre of music and you'll totally know who this is it's not it's like one of their most famous songs if you're into this stuff but the average human being has never heard this song before uh and and it's and it's a band called the 77s Oh, uh, I've heard of seventy the They're yeah. one of my favorite bands of yeah. all time. And in fact, they are still making music uh, today. Uh, the lead singer is a gentleman by the name of Mike Rowe. This song was written by uh, a gentleman in the band at the time. His name was uh, Mark to- Tootle. And what I... The, tell me your first impressions about the lyrics. And I mean, you gave us the musical side of it. But the lyrics... What did you think this song is about? And I'll tell you why I'm asking.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the, the lyrics didn't honestly stick with me much. I again i get sucked into the music mm. i really do so the you had like a about a 13 minute intro before they even started singing <laughs> but it was a build-up it ha- left you on the edge of your seat so you're waiting and and when when he started singing imagine all those years together as a blackbird all of that i just heard morrissey as he sang that a little elvis costello too mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. but um uh, but the words didn't necessarily reach me
1: so the, the that's the really funny part to me is because that's what this song mm. means to me is these words the rest of it is good but those words to right. me are like and the funny story about this is when they were uh, the band was at kind of at their height at this point and uh, they were just jamming one day uh, getting ready to do a bunch of recording and they recorded the first part of that song the the intro t- introduction to the song um, just as a kind of a warm up and when somebody was smart enough to go, "Hey, we should save this because we're going to need it later," and not too much later, a couple of weeks later, Mark Tootle came and said, "Here's this song that I wrote," and they mashed the two together, and that's what you hear today in this song called "Don't This Way."
0: Don't this way. Yes. Uh, not don't look this way. Nope. Don't this way. Yes. Don't what? anything
1: which is why i love this song so interestingly enough in my story about the artist mike Rowe, is one of my guitar heroes i'm a guitar player and so, mike Rowe is not the dirty jobs mike okay Rowe.
0: because i was confused no
1: but this guy's so awesome he actually did us an album called michael Rowe, and the album is called your boat ashore <laughs>
0: I love
1: that. yes um, and he's one of the like my guitar heroes. When you watch him play, in fact, he still does um, on YouTube, and I'll put a link to it in the notes. Um, but he still does every weekend a live show on YouTube. Since coronavirus, the, the only way that artists like this guy make any money is touring, right? And and selling merchandise. Yep. And he can't. So he's been doing these live shows since coronavirus on YouTube every week with just him and a dude playing the djembe, and it is some of the most gripping, and it's not perfect. It's far from perfect. I mean, there's missed notes. There's... Terrible, you know, missed other, you know, chord progressions and those just kind the of things. Just production
0: alone would probably yes. be not up to snuff, right? But
1: it is, uh, like, it's one of those things where it's like watching one of your idols mm. just hang out in your living room and perform for you. And it is, and I've given the guy money on uh, Venmo. I right. mean, like, because it's that meaningful for me. And the thing I'm, that got me about the song, the reason I think it's one of the greatest songs you've never heard. Um, this song takes me back to a time, and we've talked about this before, right. in my life. And I listen to this song and I hear... Someone singing about someone who's passed away, who you no longer can go back and you have all these regrets uh, about the relationship. And it came at a time in my life when I found out my father had a terminal illness, which is why I would put it in my top five songs. Right. It was right. like really therapeutic for me. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out that Mark Toodle actually wrote this song because he was married and his marriage was close to ending. And he wrote this song as a last ditch effort to get his wife to understand how much he loved her. And it didn't work. Wow. Uh, and so this song is one of those magical moments where it means so many different things to so many different people. And so the words for me are the music envelops the... It's such a short part of the song, but the words envelop uh, the rest of the feeling of the song, which is this melancholy. And Mike Rowe actually said this is the saddest song he's ever heard.
0: So... uh Mike Rowe and and you resonate greatly with these words. Yes, Mike Rowe's ex wife and no,
1: Mark Tootles ex wife. Oh,
0: Mark Tootles. Yes, uh, he's the Mark Tootle wrote it. Yes, Mike Rowe sings it. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Uh, my well, Mike Tootle and Mike Rowe and you. Yes, really resonate. It's Mike Tootles ex wife and myself. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Cause oh, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, right?
2: Yeah,
1: totally.
0: But it's it's a it's a great it's a great song, and it brings you on a journey. Mm-hmm. And the best do.
1: Mm, very very true. Yeah, very true. And quick story. Yeah, um, I started out podcasting in two thousand four, and uh, one of the shows that I pod at that time I was doing a show about. What life was like for uh, someone who lived in Seattle. And, and in the course of doing that, I would play songs every week similar to this. And I didn't actually, I just played them as an opener to my show. Right, right. And one week I wanted to actually talk about this song as part of the show that I was doing. And I reached out to Mike Rowe and I found his, I don't even remember where I found it, but I found his, um, his email address. And it was literally like, it was like Michael Rowe at Comcast.net right and I emailed him and I said hey Mike Rowe I'd love to do this song um, I want to play it, on my, can I have your permission to play it on my podcast, he said yes I called him and he left his number I called him he didn't answer, he left me a voicemail where he literally said listen Chris Cock my last name is Cochran Chris Cock Cock the cock of the walk, the talk the, and he leaves me this voicemail that was like oh my gosh this is amazing, were you able to keep it? I know because it was in the days before, like iPhones and all that. I mean, it was like, I had a flip phone at the time. So it got lost to obscurity uh, and technology, but it was one of those moments where one of your heroes leaves you a message saying, Yes, you can play my song, and and gives you a nickname that you're like, He gave me a nickname, the cock of the walk.
0: So what you're telling me is it never happened.
1: That's that's what, yes, I just made that whole thing up. (laughs) So anyway, that's uh, Don't This Way from the 77s, one of the greatest songs. You've never heard.
0: That's awesome, and and we are going to wrap up 2020. And by the way, I'm I'm in your boat, of not looking at this year as uh, it's it is what it is. Every year brings challenges. Every year brings fruits. Yep. And uh, it's just another year like that. It's been challenging, but it's part of the journey.
1: That's true, and I'm I'm but I'm also ready to be done with 2020. I'm ready to move to 2021. And
0: next week we will. Start the new year on The Greatest Song You've Never Heard.
1: Where can people find us, Phil? Uh,
0: So it's uh, TheGreatestSongYouNeverHeard.com. It's on Facebook, which, you know, like it or don't like it, Facebook's still viable. uh, The Greatest Song you Never Heard. And we would like to hear your comments. And on Twitter, please tweet at us. It's at G-S-Y-N-H podcast, which stands for The Greatest Song on Earth. Happy New Year, Phil. Greatest song you never heard, not on earth. Happy New Year 2021. Yes. Bring it up and let's refocus, shall we?